Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Hallelujah. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Come and resting upon us, giving us utterance. Hallelujah. Just pray in tongues and build ourselves up. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith, the Bible says, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I bless you, Lord. I thank you that we are filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Building ourselves, becoming strong in the Lord so that we can resist in the evil day. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I just want to stick around for a while and see what God's going to do. Because uh, I just feel like good things are coming. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just open our hearts to you this morning and to your word and to your spirit. Feed us, O oh God. Fill us up to overflowing that we might go and overflow out onto others. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 23 says, my cup overflows. You know, it, it overflows not just in Europe, but we're supposed to walk out and just kind of like bleh, all over everybody. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Psalm 3. Let's turn to Psalm 3 this morning. I'm going to preach a message that I've preached before, but I felt like God said preach it again. So here we go. Psalm 3. O oh Lord, how my adversaries have increased. Many are rising up against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no deliverance for him in God. Selah. But you, Lord, are a shield about me, the glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. Selah. I, I lay down and I slept. I awoke, for the, for the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who will set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For you have smitten all my enemies on the cheek. You have shattered the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the God. Your salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be upon your people. Selah. I want to look at this word this morning. Selah. What is Selah? We see that, here's some Bible trivia. Where, except for in the book of Psalms, where do you find the word sila? If anybody knows that, you get a cookie. Three times in, in the prophet Habakkuk. It's the only other place in the Bible. It's found in, in the prophet Habakkuk. But the word sila, you know, what, what is that? You know, it's used several times in Psalms. And when we read it, oh, what are we supposed to in, understand? Well, let me just give you a little word study on Silla. Uh, the exact meaning of it, uh, as I've researched, the exact meaning of the word is, uh, is under, uh, it's, it's like 
it's under some disagreement. Not all Bible scholars agree what the word means because Hebrew, the Hebrew language uh, stems from what they call uh, root words, basic root words. And there's no real agreement amongst Bible scholars what the root word is for silah. There's a couple words that it could come from. Uh, you know, to me, to me, it's like when you read the book of Hebrews. I mean, some people are convinced that Paul wrote it, and there's a lot of people that, that are not sure whether Paul wrote it or not. Now, I know Paul didn't, and I'm right, and they'll find out when they get to heaven, but just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just, but, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not an argument. People don't argue about it. They're just a difference of opinion. And there's just a difference of opinion on what the word means. But let me read you some, some of what people think. Because the Psalms are sung, one guy wrote, uh, some think it means a crescendo or musical interlude. interlude. Other people trans, translate it to measure or to weigh in the balances. Others think it should be rendered praise or to lift up. Uh, another commentator believes it means to pause. And when I was reading that, I read, I found one commentary, and it said perhaps the best way to think of Silah, and this to me really hits me, is a combination of different meanings. When we see the word in the Psalms or in Habakkuk, we should pause, carefully weigh the meaning of what we have just read or heard, lifting up our hearts in praise to God. Let me, let me, let me read that again as a definition. Silah, pause. Carefully weigh the meaning of what we have just read or heard, lifting up our hearts in praise to God. Now, with that in mind, turn with me to 1 Samuel, chapter 7. 1 Samuel, chapter 7. Verse 10. Now Samuel was offering up now. Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, and the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day against the Philistines and confused them so that they were routed before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them down as far as Bethkar. And Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Hallelujah. Let me give you a little background on how we got here. A few chapters back, you'll read that the Philistines, the Philistines were Israel's a perennial enemy. They were fighting, fighting with them all the time. And 20-some years earlier, Israel had fought with the Philistines. And the, and the Philistines had defeated them and had taken the Ark of God back to their country. And while the Ark of God was there, God, God said, I'm not putting up with, this, with the Ark being in the Philistines. So he, he ravaged them, the Bible says. He ravaged them and smote them with tumors, boils, and, and, uh, and a plague of mice. So all these bad things started happening when the Ark was with the Philistines. And the Philistines finally got a clue. They said, hey, wait a minute. You know, this wasn't happening before we got the ark. The ark's here. And so maybe this is because it's here. So they sent it back to Israel. And when they sent it back to Israel, it was in the house of a man named Abinadab for 20 years. And the whole time, the Philistines are raiding and they're fighting with Israel. And finally, after, after all this time, Samuel, uh, it says in verse 3, back up with me to verse 3. 
in chapter 7, verse 3. And Samuel spoke to the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your heart, remove the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you, and direct your hearts to the Lord, and serve him alone. He will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the sons of Israel removed the Baals and the Ashtaroth, and served the Lord alone. And Samuel said, Gather all of Israel to Mizpah, and they gathered and they had this battle. And so the, after 20 years, they have this battle again with the Philistines. And, the, and they defeat the Philistines. And after the defeat of them, the Samuel took a stone, it says in verse 12, and set it between Mizpah and Shen, and named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. Now, it doesn't say Selah there, but I'm going to put it in. Because this is a Selah moment. It's like Samuel is saying, I want to stop. I want to, I want to put a marker down. And I want to just say, okay, this, this is what, I'm going to remember what God's done for us. I'm going, to, I'm going to put a marker down so that I can remember what God has done for me. And, it, and I'm going to just thank God for giving us this great deliverance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for what he did. And the, and the lesson I feel like to be learned is in our own lives, sometimes, this is, this is what I feel like the Lord said, sometimes in, our, in your life and in mine, you need to take a selah moment. You need to put down a marker. You need to stop and like smell the roses and say, I'm just going to stop here for a minute. I'm going to look around and I'm going to say, God, I want to thank you for what you've done in my life. I want, I want to just take a moment. You know, we, we, get, we get so busy living. You know, we, most of us hit the floor every day with more to do than we can do. You know, we get, we, our schedules are always full. We're running, running, running. And I know the Apostle Paul said, forgetting those things that lie behind and pressing forward to what lies ahead. So we get our, we, it's like we, we're, we get this, we're, we're going ahead, we're going ahead, we're going ahead. And I feel like every once in a while God is saying, stop, stop, stop. Put a marker down and look around and say, look what God's done for me. And be grateful and lift our hearts in praise to God and thank him for where we are and what he's done in our lives. When we, when we put down that kind of a marker, I feel like there's three ways we can look. We can stop. You know, when we were in the Air Force, we were, we, were, we were traveling, it seems like, all the time. We were going here, we were going, traveling this city, that city. And I was always in a race. Is, is that a guy thing when you travel? A guy, anybody help me out? Any other guys, come on. You, you know, I, I would pass a truck. And then I'd have to stop for gas. And while I'm pumping gas, that truck would go by and I'd say, oh, there he goes. Oh, I already passed him. I got to get back in my car and pass him again. I'm better. I'm getting better. I, my wife used to always say to me, you need to enjoy the trip. I said, I'll enjoy it when the trip is over. Yeah. But, uh, but, but that's what God wants us to enjoy the journey. You know, he does. God wants us to enjoy the trip, the journey that we're on. And to, and to take, uh, take a moment and just stop and take a deep breath and say, I'm going to look around and I want to see what God has done for me. And I just want to take some time and thank him. You know, this attitude of gratitude to God for all he's done in your life. Are you thankful for what God's done in your life? I am. You know, I, I'm telling you, I pinch myself. When I, feel, I feel like I'm the luckiest guy on the face. of You know, what's the, Lou Gehrig. 
when Lou Gehrig w was diagnosed with ALS, they, they call it Lou, Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease because of him. And he, they had a, a, more, a day of uh, honor for him at Yankee Stadium. And he went, and the place was packed. And he stood on the pitcher's mound. Every, every, I don't know if you've ever seen the video. He stood on the pitcher's mound on the microphone. And he said this, he said, today I consider myself the luckiest man to face the, he's dying of ALS and he considers himself the luckiest man on the face of the earth because of what God had done in his, what had happened in his life up to that point. And so, you know, here's, here's what I feel like. Every once in a while, that's why I feel like God wanted me to preach this today. We, every once in a while, you got to preach this same message and remind us. It's good for every one of us just to stop and to put a marker down and, and first of all, to look behind and say, wow, look, look how far God's taken me. Look what God has done for me. He, he brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet in a rock to stay. I was a mess. I tell you, I, I was, never mind. I was a mess. Leave it at that. And God, the Bible says that even while we were yet sinners, God died for us. When I didn't want anything to do to God, when God sent my, our crazy sister-in-law from Texas to Alabama to witness to us about God, and, and, I, and she's talking about heaven, and I'm saying, I'm literally, I'm saying things like, heaven? You believe in heaven? Come on, give me a break. I mean, I, didn't, I don't know if I even, I was raised Roman Catholic, but I'd lost my, I'd lost even my belief in God. I guess I, I guess I believed in him somehow, but I wasn't interested. I wasn't going to church. I wasn't serving God. It was all about me, me, me. And God loved me in spite of me. And God saved me. And God redeemed me. And God forgave me my sins. And God gave me, a fa my, gave me my family back. And God gave me my wife back. And God gave us extra kids and all kinds of grandkids. And God called me to the ministry. I mean, God, look what, look what, look what God has brought me from this to here. God, I put down this marker and I just take a deep breath and I say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Thank you for, for the times that you saved my life. I'm convinced that God saved my life more than once. When I was a stupid teenager in high school, driving like a maniac in the middle of the night when, when it's so foggy you couldn't see 20 feet in front of you, but I was late going home because I stayed out too late with my sweetheart. And so I, my dad was going to be mad, so I was racing home in the middle of this fog and I could have died so easy. But I didn't. God saved me. Hallelujah. And I believe that God, when we get to heaven, I think a lot of us are going to find out that God saved our lives from time to time when we should have died, but we didn't because, because we were stupid like me. Not that you're stupid. I was stupid. But God, God has done, you know, look behind us and see what God has done. See where God has brought you. You know, what does it say? What does it say in 1 Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, oh, oh, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor idolaters, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkenness, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And the Bible says, and such were some of you, Corinthians. This is who you are. You're a bunch of drunks. You're whoremongers. You're just... Sin, rank sinners but God but God came but you were washed you were sanctified you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God that's who we were we were a mess but God saved us so we put down a marker and we look behind us and we say thank you Lord thank you that you brought me this far but then, you know what that's not, that's not the only marker 
Sometime later, I'm going to put down another one. And I'm going to stop again and look and say, thank you that you brought me this far. And then after that, after we thank God for where he's brought you, then just look around and thank God for what you have. Thank, I thank God for everything. You know, the, thank God for the, for, the, for the clothes on your back. Thank God you got a place of bed to sleep in at night. Thank God you're not in jail today. Hallelujah. Thank God you're not in the hospital today. Hallelujah. Thank God for everything. And you may not have much, but, you, but thank God for what you have. I'm convinced that God can't give us any more if we're just going to grumble and complain, if we're just going to be negative about everything. You know, that, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it talks about the children of Israel and the, and the sins that they committed in the, in the wilderness. And they, they get into idolatry, they get into immorality, they were, they were, they were, the Bible says they, they tried or tested the Lord. And, and then it says they grumbled and complained. I tell you, grumbling and complaining was a major sin. God doesn't like it when we grumble and complain. That doesn't mean we have to be happy about everything that's going on, but we need to be grateful to God for what we have. I tell you, I may have more than someone else, but I don't have as much as some others. I'm just thankful for what I have, for what God's done for me. So we need to be thankful. Thankful for what? Thankful for hot water. Thankful for hot water. I hate cold showers. We had, a, we had our hot water heated go off on, on us after one time. And did you ever try to take a cold shower? Don't work. <laughs> Terrible. I mean... But thank God for, and, and here's, here's my thing. Every, everybody laughs at me, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's the truth. I thank God for toilet paper. I thank God. I thank God for hot meals. Praise God. Every, every little thing that we have, it's just what, I thank God no one's lobbing, no one's lobbing rockets in, into Rome, New York, like they are in Israel. You know, we live in, we live in America. We live in the greatest country. And it, needs some, it needs some help, but it's the best country in the, in the earth. God has blessed us, and we live here, and we have this beautiful church. We have, you know, there's just so much to be thankful for. Little things, little things. Thank God. Don't let the devil come in and cause you to be a grumbler and a complainer. Do you see the glass half full or half empty? I'm a half full guy. I thank you, Lord. And I believe if I, if I thank God that it's half full, he might add some more to it. Thank God. So what do we do? We put a marker down, and we look behind us, and we say, thank God. Thank you for where you thank you for where you brought me this far. And I look around and I say, God, thank you for everything I have. I thank you for my family, Lord. I thank you for my church family. I thank you for blessing us. I have, you know, you've you've done so much for me. Forgiving me my, for my wife. I tell you, I can't say enough about my wife. Not only is she good looking, but well, I think she is. But uh, she's mine. Hallelujah. God gave her to me. Thank you, Jesus. I, I love embarrassing my wife. But thank, we, are you thankful? Don't let, don't let this grumbling and complaining come on you. Keep, keep thanking God for all you have, and he'll bless you some more. So we look behind, we look around, and then we're else, and we look for ahead. We say, God, I thank you for what you're bringing me. This, is a, this, this marker is not the end of the journey. It's just a stop along the way. I got more to go. I got more life to live. I got more th good things. I got more people to touch. I got more blessings coming. I got more people I can bless. I, help me, Lord, to become everything you've called me to be. I know you have a plan and a purpose in my life, Lord. And I know that if I'll walk after you with all my heart, you'll lead me. What does it say in Jeremiah? I know the plans I have for you, God says. Plans for good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. You have a future and a hope. You know, 
God has got a, a destiny for you. It's only, it, it's, it's going to get better. It's going to get better and better for every one of us. And, we, and, and when it's all over, we leave, it, we leave our final mark and we go to heaven. I mean, how can you beat that? I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. Rejoice. So we look behind. We look behind and we say thank you. We look around and we say thank you. We look forward and we say thank you. We say thank you, God, for that you're in my life, that you've taken me this far. I put a marker down. How, let's, so I just want to encourage you today. From time to time, just stop. Take a deep breath. Put a marker down and say, God, I just want to stay here for just, for, just for a short time and look around and see what you've done for me. See what you're doing for me and see what you're going to do for me. And thank you. And lift my heart in praise to God. Take a Selah moment. Take a Selah moment and to carefully consider what God has done in your life and thank him and praise him for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, help us to remember. Help us to remember, Lord, and to pause from time to time. To take a Selah moment to consider what you've done for us, what you're doing for us, and what you're going to do for us in the future. To lift our voices in thanks to you, Lord, and to praise you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, for your love toward us, for your grace. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you this morning, Lord. We just thank you. With all of our heart, we bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.